What a great way to wake up. With a cup of logic, reason, and common sense. Welcome to the Independence Morning View. Let's get to it. Good morning to you wherever you are in the world. I'm Johnny Anderson. I'm joined this morning by Bruce Adams. Good morning, Bruce. How are you this morning? Uh, pretty good. Uh, you know, a little, little groggy again today. Uh, mm-hmm. Kind of a rough night, but otherwise I'm pretty good. You know, I'm looking forward to it. Well, you just need some of that self-motivation. That's what you need, right? You need to figure out what motivates you, right? We're going to talk about that later on this afternoon with uh, with Marty. So I'm really looking forward to that because that's something that we delved into, uh, you know, a number of months ago. And, and some time has passed now, and now's a great time to get back into that. So, um, you know, we got self-motivation coming up later though, later this afternoon. And, you know, we're not going to talk really about politics today. So we're, we're going to take a step back from that because there's other things in life, right? Not everything's political. So looking forward to that later on today. But maybe that'll help you. Maybe that'll help you stay motivated for, uh, you know, maybe, maybe that'll get you into a sense of becoming motivated before we get to it, possibly. I mean, just saying if I wasn't motivated, I actually wouldn't be here. So yes, that's a good point. Anyway. All right. So what do we have this morning? What, what do we have? Let's, I thought we were going to talk some tech companies, possibly. I see now that uh, DOJ is looking at them. Civil rights groups are talking about pushing for boycotts of Facebook. Joe Scarborough's now come out. You know, the guy from Morning Joe, the guy that had, to de- uh, had a dead intern in his office, that guy, the conspiracy theory, you know, he's hitting at Zuckerberg for promoting extremism. Google's now come after uh, Zero Hedge. Uh, and all that stuff. And the Federalist. They're they're warning the Federalist. Mm-hmm. You know, basically, let me I'll, I'll sum it I'll sum up today's news. Orange man bad, coronavirus is gonna kill you, and Google has been an authoritarian pseudo government. That pretty much sums up the news today. But no, specifically with Google, what they've been doing is so for people that don't that don't know, the Federalist and Zero Hedge are both right leaning websites. Google has basically said they're banning zero hedge ads because of something they've said on their website. And honestly, I, I'm skimming through the article and I have not found what supposedly they said or did or something apparently has something to do with their quote unquote race related policies uh, at Google. Was it a video they released or something? But either way, whatever the case is, you can't have an opinion contrary to what Google says Lest you get your, you know, demonetized or in this case, no ads, mm-hmm. you know, no um, uh, influx of new people uh, because of your ad. I don't know. I, I think this is really dangerous. I, I don't know if we're too far at this point. You know, at first I was kind of like, eh, you know, remove the platform status for these people and these companies and and um, let the free market, you know, solve itself. Let it. Uh, but I'm not sure we're past that point now. Now that Google has become so bold and are, are demonetizing and banning people, um, that's not for them to say, or that I know it's their platform and their, but it's more or less become a utility at this point. And uh, they, they pretty much monopolize everything. I don't think they have the, yeah. the authority to do this. They, they um, don't. And the, you know, 
No, they don't. And that that's the thing. Well, they don't care about that. They don't care about that stuff. No. You know, this is the argument I've been making for a long time about we need to bust these tech companies up. Now, I don't know how in the world you go about doing that. You can slap them with the Sherman Antitrust Act and you can go after them that way. But they're going to put up one hell of a fight because all this stuff that you're going through now as a country, I'm talking about the United States here, all this stuff, all this is being perpetuated by these big tech companies. They're all involved in this, too. How do you think these fools that are out there burning the streets down, how do you think they're advertising? How do you think they're recruiting? How do you think they're coordinating? They're using those platforms as cover. Why? Because those platforms are in bed with them. They're on board with what they're doing. Organizations like Nike, they've come out. They're giving money to uh, to, to the protesters, right? They're giving all this money. Organizations like Ubisoft, you know, the video game company, Pepsi, mm-hmm. Intel, they're all on board. They're all on board. Now, Cisco. Yeah, Cisco Systems, uh, you know, all, all these companies, they're all on board. Why? Why? Historically, corporations will get in bed with extremists always. This is why you have to keep them in check and not let them run wild. See, we've allowed all this stuff to be built up. And this is where GP and I kind of go back and forth, because if you don't stop them in the infancy, if you don't stop that, then what do you do when they're the only one left? Can you stop them then? Not really. So the thing is, is, is yes, you're right. It's you got to go after these companies. Uh, but like I said, they're not going to go willingly. Uh, so you're going to have to drag them in there. And there's plenty of precedent that we can use. I mean, my God, what have they not done at this point? So, yeah, it's, it's time to go after those companies. There's just no other way around it. There's no other way around it. I'm sorry. But what do you do when they're the only one left? You know, I made this argument about Amazon. You know, Amazon, the guy built the business. Okay, fine. But if you're to the point where you're a business and you're buying up all the potential competition that's coming along, so there isn't a competitor, then where's the competition? Where's the free market? That's not free market, in my opinion. You're, you're buying up the competition before there is any. So this is not any different. If you go back 100 years ago, the, um, the big trusts, right? Teddy Roosevelt ran on that. Bust the trust. That's where we got the Sherman Antitrust Act. You had these companies like railroad companies and steel companies and utility companies. They were coming through and they were buying up absolutely everything. They're buying up all the land. They were buying up all the, uh, well, even other utilities. And they were buying up infrastructure. They were getting contracts steered to them. They were getting into education. They were getting into healthcare. What are all these companies doing now? They're doing exactly the same thing. They're the big trusts of the new age, and they've got to be stopped. That's all there is to it. Now, does that mean, oh, well, you're against capitalism? No, absolutely not. I'm a full-blown capitalist. I believe in free market. But what these companies are doing now that they're to this point, they don't believe in any of that stuff. They don't operate within that system. So it's it's time to time to take action on those companies. I'm sorry. That, that's just the way it is. Social media, though, technically with social media, you might be able to do the platform status bit to where if you're, you're editing, then... I'm sorry, you're no longer a, a, a free platform. You are now an editor, a publisher. So now you should be treated as such and, you know, open them up to lawsuit. That might actually work for like social media platforms, maybe YouTube as well. But as far as Google's concerned, they know so much about us, right? They, they track us with uh, ads and all that kind of stuff, which, by the way, that is another pet peeve of mine. You should not be auto- automatically opted into ads and, and the ad tracking. It should be uh, an, you have to opt in yourself, right? You should be automatically opted out. Then you opt in if you want to give that information. But obviously, they don't make money doing that. Mm-hmm. But because they know so much about us now, they being Google, for example, they're able to craft or create 
narratives that will fit your worldview and they can slowly nudge you or, or push you in a different direction. In other words, propaganda, right? And they have us in a perfect place where they want us to be able to use propaganda against us. I'm not sure that it's really effective anymore, as effective as it was in the past, because we're so inundated with propaganda nowadays that we, we kind of are numb to it to a degree. So I'm not really sure how, how well it'll work. Nonetheless, the potential is still there. That's really concerning for our uh, republic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's jump over to some uh, to some space news. Yeah, we've been keying on that a mm-hmm. lot lately because things have mm-hmm. been kind of things have been changing. So now Musk is building floating spaceports for hypersonic trips around the Earth and flights to Mars. Mm-hmm. He's revealed his uh, his rocket thing, right? The um, the starship or whatever it's called. And this is what's going to get how I mean, I, I saw I saw a thing last night uh, of how big that is. And it says here that the uh, the U.S. Army could use it to send men and supplies to wherever they're urgently needed. So apparently this thing will go. Let me see. It can uh, starship can carry around 100 people at a time and could potentially carry tanks. They're saying that a launch site in Nebraska. OK, so this is how fast this thing can go. Right. If you can actually get it to work because right now it's still in prototype stages. But if you can mm-hmm. get this right, is everything that's slated to be uh, done with this thing, the speeds that it's going to be getting to, you could send supplies from Nebraska in the United States to the United Arab Emirates in 30 minutes. That's how fast it would go. So if yeah. you can imagine that, like there, there's no way like it, there, there's no way that that, that could um, that, like we, we can't sustain uh, pressure like that on, on human body. We can't we can't do it. But um, can you? 30 minutes? Oh, yeah. 30 minutes from, oh, yeah. from Nebraska to Dubai in 30 minutes. But uh, yeah. all right. Anyway, it, it, it's the it's the acceleration and deceleration. That's the problem. It's not the actual speed itself. The okay, speed itself, right. you run into issues of friction and that kind of thing. Heat mm-hmm. generated. But if he's going to the edge of the atmosphere to where the air is thinnest, that problem's irrelevant at that point. So, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it says here that SpaceX is building floating super heavy class spaceports for Mars and the moon uh, and hypersonic travel around the Earth. Uh, Musk put this out in a tweet uh, yesterday. He said that he's spoken, excuse me, he, uh, he's spoken about the California's plans, uh, California firm's plans to build floating spaceports, uh, claiming they will likely float around 20 miles offshore. I'm assuming he means like, uh, okay, so he's actually going to build the spaceport themselves. I'm, I thought he was talking about orbital. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he's actually going to put them out at sea. Okay, so kind of like we have oil right, rigs out right. at sea, he's going to put those out there. Okay, sorry. The ports, what? well, wait a minute, that's not going to work because 20 miles, that's that's still out on the horizon. So they're not going to bother the average liberal Californian's view if they're sitting on the beach. They, they don't like that. <laughs> they, they don't like that. That's right. why they don't. Right. That's why they don't like oil out there because oh well no we don't we don't like our view being ruined idiots. I think I would love that view by the way. Sit yeah, out there on yeah. the beach watching one of those shuttles go off. That oh view. yeah, sure, yeah. sure. So uh, the ports will host flights by Starship or by the Starship spacecraft. SpaceX is a nice big rocket. Uh, it's fully reusable and will carry up to 100 passengers. They're currently hiring experts in offshore operations in Brownsville, Texas. Uh, according to a job posting shared by Musk on Tuesday. Uh, so his plan, I guess, is to have one of these rockets here. And yeah, that's the prototype I saw there. That's um, He's going to have one of these rockets to Mars sometime in the next 10 to 15 years and setting up a fully functional city there by 2050. He said this has now become their top priority, which I, I think he's kind of getting ahead of himself, isn't he? We need to get back to the moon first, right? Um, no, I mean... I mean, the, the whole point of the moon, that's... That's like serving as a jumping off point 
right before you before you go to Mars. I understand his drive to want to get to Mars because it's a new it's a new point of exploration from getting away from like the you know the rover drones and all that stuff. But the moon, I mean, we we need to be looking at that first, right? I mean, that's that's more attainable in the short term. I get where he's at long term, but we need to look at a short term goal first, right before we go for the long one. Yes and no. So the the short term, as far as the moon one, the only reason really you would do the moon one is just to make sure your systems are, are functioning properly, right? That that you have everything down pat because it, it's it's fairly close to the Earth. So if you needed to fix something, supplies, any kind of emergency, it's close by. But as far as honestly, they, technically they could test all that here on Earth and don't really need to do it on the moon because you will have a somewhat of an atmosphere on Mars, not breathable, but it's, you know, some. So it's not going to be the same pressures as on the moon. So really, I don't know. I mean, just doing it here on Earth and that's probably good enough, really. If you can get it to work here, you can get it to work on Mars. So, yeah. But you can breathe the air on Mars. I saw it in a movie. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, that, that, that's not, no. Uh -huh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it is. The density of it is something like a fourth of what ours is or something like that. I mean, it's really uh -huh. thin air and there's not much oxygen. It's mostly CO2. Well, mostly CO2. That's man-made, right? Has to be. Oh, of course. Yeah. It was the alien yeah. race that were up there. Yeah. That's right. That's yeah. right. So anyway, mm -hmm. he's now saying, of course, you know, he's going to make these, um, these floating, uh, spaceports, but he also wants to do hypersonic flights around the earth. Is this for like the tourists or something? Is, is that what he's doing here? Sort of. So the, okay. So the, basically that intention is as an example, a flight from New York, to Shanghai would take about 39 minutes. And that's the goal is to more or less replace traveling by aircraft over long distances like that and open up travel on a, on a larger scale around the earth, you know, so if oh, you want to okay. go to the other side so of the planet, you can do it in a short time. Oh, okay. So he wants to, so we're clear, he wants to put a spacecraft in orbit, circumnavigate the globe, and then re-enter on another point. So in other words, if you want to go to Australia from Los Angeles up into orbit and then straight down, that would be a faster route as opposed to taking the 16 hour flight from the traditional means. You could be there in 20 minutes. Yeah, more or less. It's, it's, I don't know if it's going to full blown orbit or if it's going to be like a, you know, low Earth orbit or not escaping the atmosphere. I, I, I don't know the exact, you know, altitude they're going, but more or less it's a V shape pattern and you'll go up and then come back down. That uses the curvature of the Earth and so on and so forth to get around the planet quicker. I see. He says that he's previously proposed a hypersonic flight system that could ferry passengers across major cities in the world. In a conference in Australia in 2017, he claimed that a potential spacecraft could take passengers from New York to Shanghai within 39 minutes. The aircraft could travel between 4,000 and 6,000 miles an hour. Man, that's fast. Well, I guess, you know what? Is this what he's trying to do to replace, like, bring in a, a new form of, like, what we were talking about with the Concorde? Sort of. So it's, I mean, it's going to be a, a, a Concorde, I believe, is more of a jet engine type. And this isn't going to be more of, this is going to be a, well, you're also talking speeds that are six times the speed of uh, that of a Concorde. I mean, right, right. it's going to be much faster. So you're you're using rocketry uh, and not um, jet engines. So I'm I'm curious actually. Is he going to get a lot of um, pushback from like environmentalists and whatnot because you know rockets well, I'm, emissions? I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not sure because he, I mean we're talking about if you cut all the other stuff and then you go this route and plus he's doing everything that's going to be reusable. That's a point in his favor, right? 
Yeah, I mean, I think some. But of then the, again, wasn't some we're, of the, we're, we're dealing with regressives here. So, like, we're talking about people that yeah, want to take us back to true. the Stone Age. So, you, you right. might have a point there. Yeah, and the other thing, I'm not sure how much of it's burned off, the fuel is burned off, and how much emissions there are, um, because some of the emissions that you see is um, like water vapor and whatnot. So, you know, I'm not sure all of what that is. They're using kerosene, weren't they, for the the launches here recently? Kerosene, liquid O2 as well. Yeah, right, right. The the oxidizer, but yeah, if they're using something like that, I mean, geez, that's that's fairly easy to make. I I honestly didn't think that was uh, the fuel. I thought they were using something else or going to use something else. It seems fairly. I don't know. Kerosene seems fairly low low tech and and sometimes sometimes the uh, sometimes you just can't go wrong when it comes to the old things. Maybe it's just more. Maybe it's more efficient. You know, who knows? Yeah. By the way, that's kind of why I think it's burned off. Most of it is that they're adding an oxidizer, so it's going to burn hotter, faster, more explosive. So I, I think maybe maybe that's, you know, something to consider with emissions. Maybe that's, yeah. I had heard a while back, and I'm seeing if I could find it. They're going to start using, you've seen the dog robots, yeah? Yes. They were talking about using something similar to that chassis and using it to monitor social distancing and um, people's temperatures and that sort of thing. And, and various Oh, locations. it's the same as those drones. Yeah, that's the same as those damn yes, drones. Yeah. Yep, but it's going to be on the ground instead of in the air. Smash the Look, drone. here's the thing. Here's the thing. These drones and these robots are going to become more common in our culture. That's just going to happen. It's inevitable. But I don't like the idea of them using it to track us and to, you know, if they're, if they're something like an aid to everyday living or something, fine. But tracking us and monitoring us and ensuring we're following the regulations of the government, uh, no. No, I'm not okay with that. I, I don't know, man. I'm I'm with the Fourth Amendment on it. Sorry. Um, if you want to use it, fine. Get a warrant. That's all you have to do. If you really like, if you want my consent for that, then get it from a court. That's mm-hmm. where I'm at. So other than that, I don't care. They they have no right to do that. None. They're just doing it. It's just like a red light camera. Those things are unconstitutional on the on the face of it because mm-hmm. there's not someone physically there to give you the ticket. So I, I don't like this idea of the, these drones and all this stuff, especially if they're doing recording with it and say, oh, well, we, we got you on this because uh, what? But then they can turn around and say, well, you know, we, we we have the surveillance cameras. Well, yes, but nine times out of 10, the surveillance cameras are part of like a private business. That's different. Right. That's them protecting right. their assets. I understand that. Mm-hmm. But governments using cameras, like, for example, cameras up in London, for example, that's one of the most surveilled cities in the world. I don't like the fact that those are up there, but nonetheless, they've got them. So I don't know. I I just don't like the idea of government overreach without any accountability. None. I agree. You know, a couple things on this, because you you reminded me of something else on another subject. So, yes, this is going to become a thing, right, with the robots and everything. And the other issue I have with it is the companies that are behind these robots or, or, or encouraging the use thereof. Amazon is one of the ones. And Amazon is another less, I don't know, at this point in time, they're not really uh, malicious as Google, but they're still tracking everything about you. You know, they can predict what you're going to buy for like three months or something crazy like that. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Google can predict where you're going to be in three months Amazon, just based on your habits. Well, Amazon, you know, I, I order a lot of repeat products and things from Amazon from time to time. And you know what? Sure. I have not had a single time that they have recommended something because, you know, you open the app and it says, oh, well, here's what here's your top picks. Here's what we've picked for you. They're similar to items, you've, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. 
they've never shown me a product to this day. Of course, now that I say this, they'll probably do it. They've never shown me a product in the the recommended things or buy it again things or whatever it is of something that I have actually needed or, or that I've wanted to buy or thought about buying. That's never happened. So I'm not saying that doesn't happen to other people because, I mean, you can't tell me these phones aren't listening to us anyway, because what was it, Bruce? We were talking one day about, I don't know, it was like dog food or something. And all of a sudden I'm getting ads on my phone for dog food. So yeah, yeah. like you can't tell me that that's not going on. But Amazon is not doing that to me. Now, I have a cat right now. My cat mm-hmm. was in here making noises one day and I was I was buying something on my PC from Amazon. Well, after I bought that thing, you know, then it'll pop up with the recommended, you know, customers will also like this. And I started getting ads all across the thing for for cat food and cat toys and, and all that stuff. And I've never bought anything for a cat on Amazon. Never. I always get it from somewhere else, somewhere local. So mm-hmm. how does Amazon know that I have a cat? If you want to include that, okay, fine. But I wouldn't argue that that's from a point of uh, predictive buying. That's just because they were listening through whatever device I had to be right. able to determine, hey, we know you have a cat, so here's some products that you might be interested in, that kind of thing. Yeah, there's some other examples, which I, I, I won't use for the sake of the, the person, but they they do... I guess I guess that's the bottom line for them is they're they're trying to to build the predictive algorithm, right? And they're also listening in on us. But to to the point about the um uh security cameras and businesses and whatnot, I'm torn on this one. And here's the reason why. I don't like the government having them. Yes, I that that's true. And businesses that's their own choice. But at the same time, I'm I'm kind of I'm really for them and really against them. And here's why I'm really for them. Uh, using an example that's happened recently, the um, the officer that shot the man at the Wendy's in Atlanta. When you see the camera, the, the security cam footage of that, the, the altercation there, and when the officer shoots the suspect, he had turned around and shot at the cops once already with the taser. And then he turns around and fires at one of the officers again, right? It's a, it's one of the two uh, two shot tasers. He turns and shoots at the officer again, and he, I don't know if he hit the officer with the taser or if the officer tried to dodge it, but he kind of staggered over onto on the hood of a car before he was shot. That's why the officer turned and shot him, because at that point, you know, in the footage, you could see if that officer really was tased, he could have ran over there and grabbed the guy's gun and shot the other officer, right? So having that extra footage, not only will it help in the... Um, uh, defense of that officer or prosecution, you know, whatever your whatever your perspective is. But it it also in you know privacy and that kind of thing, right? That that's the other side of it is it's an invasion of privacy. You you need to have a warrant before you track people. You know all the things we've been saying. It's, so I'm, I'm torn. You know, I I it's a it's a good and a bad thing at the same time. Yeah, you know, I watched the footage. We we looked at several different angles of that and the body cam footage and everything else and you know what i i don't they charged him with felony murder i don't think there's a conviction there not on felony no. murder. there's not a conviction no it's not but stick. but i think there's the other agenda that you brought up the other day i think it's meant mm-hmm. to make him walk that way they can turn around and say look at the injustice look at the injustice yep. of the system we have to do this yep. you know we got to get more crazy we got to put more pressure on because what did i say they're going to turn that heat up again so mm-hmm. like i said you don't want to miss later on today we've got self-motivation coming up later on this afternoon really looking forward to that thank you for your time today bruce thank you to all the listeners for all these topics and more please check us out later on this afternoon and i hope everyone has a great morning